the reason I, I did all that was because I really truly, again, wanted to show people that like, that's the real true core of what social media was actually originally created for, was to intersect and create a relationship with someone from a place that was not localized near you. Today's episode is sponsored by WinTheHourWinTheDay.com, where we help you stop working so hard. Hey entrepreneurs, are you going full speed just trying to keep up? Do you feel you have more losses than wins? For years, I was rushing to get to the next thing. There was always something that I had to learn before the thing I actually needed to learn. I felt like I was running in the wrong direction and moving even further away from my goals. So the big question is, how do you stop the craziness. How do you get to your next win? Well, this podcast will give you the answer. Join me on my journey as we have real conversations about struggles, successes, and tips so we can get you quicker, faster results, no fluff, and get you to your next win now. Who doesn't love summer and don't you want to spend more time outdoors just relaxing, enjoying it all with your friends and family? Well, you want to join the Winter Circle. The Winter Circle will give you 25 hours back a week within the first month of working with us. I guarantee you'll love it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Win the Hour, Win the Day. I am your lucky host, Chris Ward. And today in the house, we have Todd Collins. And you guys have no idea what a treat this is. Okay. I would really love to spend 10, 15 minutes telling Todd all the stuff I've learned from him just, you know, on TikTok and different places in the last few months, because I'm telling you, he's a game changer. It's refreshing. It's, oh, it's subtle. It's powerful. There's just content after content. And listen, if you don't know him now, listen, check him out, but you're going to know him soon. Welcome to the show, Todd. Hey, how are you? I am fantastic. This is going to be a fun episode and I'm telling you, boy, oh boy, can we dive into it? Okay. So one of the things that I think you do spectacularly well is you really just give, I don't even know, I want to call them like really profound and meaningful business life lessons constantly. And, you know, I don't want to be the one doing all the talking here, but I do want to just say, a, you know, a couple of times, you know, I would just I always stop. You you stop the scroll every time. And then sometimes it's so good that you're like, this is amazing. And then other times it's so good, but <laughs> at the same time, I'm hitting my forehead going, oh, I should have figured that out sooner or whatever. Um, and the one example I'd given to you, and I know other people had, had um, said this, but when I see you doing it, that's the thing, talking about it and then watching you do the things that you talk about, that's a different layer. And for me, it was what a turnaround and aha moment when I was watching you just do a little conference and people are in chairs and, you, and you're saying, hey, in this video, never mind producing content, record what you're doing. Right now, I'm talking to you guys. You paid me to be here and I'm recording this. We're going to chop it up, put it on TikTok. And I was like, oh my gosh, the coaching, the podcast, all these things that I could be doing side camera. Didn't have to be pretty. It was just you talking and we were following it. So that was a changer. That was a change in my game. And that's just one of the many things. So why don't we start off and let you dive in and just talk to us about how you see marketing or some of the things that people are missing out, or as you now talk about really the transition of, is it even marketing anymore? Yeah, I, I think we're, you know, and this is just a recent kind of thing that I've, that I've come, uh, come across at least, uh, 
in the discovery of you know daily use inside all these applications, not just particularly TikTok, but mm-hmm. how really all the platforms are kind of changing and and what the expectation is from the user, as well as the deliverable from the platform. And I think one of the things that you know uh, some of these platforms have gotten wrong has been really staying and listening to the, the, the person who is consuming the content and the user of the platform. They're not really listening to a lot of, of what the users are asking for or what they would want to make the app better. A lot of these, a lot of these platforms, they, they think they're so smart and so intelligent and they really are some of these people that, that work for these platforms are, but I think they get lost just like we all do in our own business where we become very, um, tunnel visioned mm. on how things work. And instead of removing ourselves and coming to the outside and going, Oh, you know, if it did do this, we could probably hold more people here. or We could probably, they could probably get more out of it. And I think that's where we are right now from a transitional standpoint is that the user is having a lot more as we go into like web three and stuff like that. The user is, is, is having a lot more input and influence on what the platform is creating and letting us have the ability to utilize within. So that's why you're seeing a lot of things new that are coming out on platforms and a lot of things that are being tested with some people and then you, and then, and then, you know, delivered through the application. So um, this is a very good time for everyone because all these platforms are changing so quick, so fast. In fact, that's why I'm almost in the, the, the mindset now where, you know, when people say, Hey, can I get a marketing plan or can I get that? I'm like, I, I don't even do those anymore because mm. you, you really can't like no. what I was saying six weeks ago, doesn't even apply now. So it's good from, from my standpoint with creating content, it's great because you constantly have to come back to me as a resource of information, which I love, but from a marketing standpoint of like, can we all just, you know, end all be all into this, like, marketing niche kind of thing. I just don't think it's there anymore. I think it's, it's really become a creator first on all platforms. And then you back into the marketing thing. So the businesses and the companies are really just subsets of a personal relationship or connection that's created. And I think that's where everything's going. And if businesses start thinking like that first, I think they're going to have more success on these platforms. The ones that aren't, you can, you can really easily see nowadays. You know what I mean? You can really see that like, God, either they have someone who just is not paying attention to what's working on these platforms, running their, their marketing or their digital advertising, or that internal person is massively handcuffed by corporate or C-level with a lot of red tape. And they're just not able to get out of their own way to create any kind of awareness around the brand. And unfortunately, you know, uh, that falls on that person. It doesn't fall on anybody else. I think also what, what I, what I'm hearing from you now, what I learned from you online is really the power or, or the, there's just going to be an influx of freedom. I think for what you refer to us as now creators. And before we're like, okay, I got to get content out there. Cause I've got a small business, push, push, push. But now we're looking at it from like, stop thinking of that way. And you're a creator and you can really, as you said, fall backwards into the marketing. So I think it's more freeing. And I think that lends itself to a lot of the things that I've heard other people tell me to do. And I've seen you tell us, but then when I see you put it into play, that's where it's like, oh, like, 
you know, everyone says when you, when you get people following you, engage with them, be thankful. Don't just like, okay, great. My numbers are going up and all this other stuff. So we all hear that. Then when I watch you do it, when you chime back on me and I'm very new on that platform, or like today I saw a guy and uh, I think he was very new on, on TikTok and he was just like moved. Like he was very emotional because he was, he had found you and you would give him a lot of tips. And then not only did you chime in, you went out and you bought his $20 little PDF thing. And like, he felt like he had, you know, like he, like he was really quite emotional about it. Cause he's like, Oh my gosh, like, okay, all right, this is happening. I got, I got his attention and he was just so thankful and boy, oh boy, you know, clearly you're going to get that money back. But of course now, not only him, I, I love when I invite smart people to my show and I'm going to tell you how smart you are. So not only did you, you know, really make his day and he is forever going to be committed to you, but then the people like myself, it just adds to that checklist. Yeah. I saw him do that last week. Yeah. Yeah. And not even just like, okay, yeah, I should be doing that, which is really talking about role modeling. But of course, then you ingratiate, you know, yourself to us going, yeah, he is a good guy. And I tagged in there. I'm like, yeah, he's the best. And there goes the fan club. So it's, it's the simple stuff. Like we all learned in kindergarten, but I really think you're executing at executing it at a very, I don't know, superior level that I don't think I've seen done consistently before. It, see, the, the funny thing is, is it's not superior whatsoever. It's very, very, very elementary. The um, concepts are elementary, but I think you're superior in your consistency. He's very bad at accepting compliments. I've tried before. So just I, am, <laughs> I am awful at it. I, that's like when people are like, oh, he, I think he even said in the video, like guru. And I'm like, dude, that isn't that. First, like, I hate all that stuff. They're like social media guru and this, that. And I'm like, dude, there is, there's not, there's nobody on the planet. First of all, like you can't even be a guru in social media. Like a guru is someone who is like on a, on a completely different spiritual level in life, you know, that's this. So anyway, I hate the, I hate when people say that stuff, but, um, uh, that particular post, the reason I, I, I did all that was because I really, truly, again, wanted to show people that like, you know, that's the real true core of what social media was actually mm. originally created for was to intersect and create a relationship with someone from a place that was not localized near you then take that relationship to the next level from a standpoint of actual real true connection and help in some way and then show the deliverable of like going hey i did this for you and then this person does something back for for Mm. you and and kind of how that works and so i really was just a very again elementary way of showing what connections can create yeah even across the world and to, to your point, when you stated, you know, um, I didn't, when I did that, when I liked his stuff and commented on his stuff, the only reason I even knew about him was because he, he tagged me in a post and then I saw it. And then I always think in the back of my head, I'm like, if someone's willing to tag me in a post to make a piece of content about me or with me, then I have a duty to then share that further for them. That's what, that's my duty to them. That's how I believe. So when I do that, or when I did that, I noticed that his book, I've got it right here. It's so funny. It's a very basic book. It's just, uh, it's really good for people that want to write down uh, their content and their information. I, I don't, I, I don't do that, but 
I looked at it and was like, I wonder how many people in my head, I'm going, I wonder how many people bought his book. You know what? It's eight bucks. You said mm-hmm. 20, but I was like, it's $8. I was like, I'm fucking buying the book. So mm-hmm. I bought the book for eight bucks. Did I know, like, I felt like that would make his day. You know what I mean? Did I know that he was going to make a three minute video about it? No. And did I list when I listened to the entire video, did I know that he was going to say like how he was feeling like he was going to give up and quit and this, yeah. and, else, and then this like reignited him that right there was $8 well spent. Yeah. Cause who's to know where that fire is going to lead to. I have no idea. It could lead to him creating a, an amazing NFT one day that, you know, it was like a beeple kind of thing. And, you know, he goes, Hey, Todd, let, let me on fire. Here's one of my million dollar NFTs. Not saying that I wanted anything in return. Cause I don't. Um, but sometimes those are the things that you get more satisfaction out of than, you know, a million views on a TikTok or Instagram reel or something like that. At least me, like I'd much rather have somebody say you changed my life or you really helped me through a tough time or something like that. Um, than going viral or, or anything like in, 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 in that aspect. So and for all of us, like it was as uplifting, like for me to watch it as it was for him. I like, I was like, Oh my gosh, I can't yeah. see not. Oh, I'm so happy for you. And he just seemed like he got some relief out of it. Like it was really great to be in the audience of that. Yeah. And I think to your earlier point, I think that is one of your many gifts is we do get so tunnel vision, like, you know, I, I like you, you on the outside world, you know, I'm constantly being complimented on, you know, I'm generous with gifts. I'm a good birthday planner. I'm all these things. That's great. But then you get into social media and you have this thing that you have to look at. Like, Am I doing this right? Am I doing that right? And then you get locked into that. And it's really easy to lose, to lose your social skills from human skills back to the network where it's like, oh my gosh, he's right. If Todd's got time with all he's got going on to be logging in and talk, talking to all these people with all the comments that you have. Cause I see you try to, you know, like I, I comment all the time, every time just to show you that I'm there yeah. and, and that's my strategy. I want you to know that I'm following your stuff. Great. But when you start chiming back, that's all well and good when I try to do my due diligence, but I'm not looking at 400 comments and then you're chiming back. I don't know where you find the time. But I think it's removing the tunnel vision and just taking these things that seem like common sense, but they really are impactful in the business world. And just, I, I don't know, it's staying true to them is, is something I keep learning from you over and over again. And then I learn it and then I forget it and you get busy and ah. Yeah. You know, finding the time is, is in my opinion, it's like trivial <clears throat> because there's plenty of time. And as you know, someone who's, I mean, cutting, you know, cutting someone's work day down in, for yeah. a living is what you do is creating the balance of time and what is matters most to them. Yeah. One of the things that I always say is this, I'm never going to tell you that you need to post three times a day or you need to do this or you need to do that. I will give you an example of why I think this might work, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you absolutely have to execute on it because it might not lead down to the path of what you're trying to actually accomplish in the first place. Mm. So if you say to me like, well, I don't have the time to comment back to every single person on my posts. And I would say, well, what's the average amount of comments that you're getting on your posts? And if you said to me three, then I'm going to say, there's absolutely time in the day for you to be able to comment back to those three people. Absolutely. And you have no idea what, what that actually does. There's so many advantages to, to engaging 
with people that are engaging with your posts. In fact, there's more people that complain about that than anything else. Mm. I would venture to say, at least for me, like I'm always more attracted and engaged to a post that has more comments than one that has more views or likes or anything else like that. If my people and my community is not talking in the comments on a post, I lost them that day or I lost their attention or they were just like, nope, not this one, Todd. Didn't do anything for me, which is a great indicator for me of going that one, just that they, they, maybe they just don't care about that. So, um, it's just a, it's just such a secret piece of sauce that people just leave out. And it's just so important um, because it, it really is what leads to all the, the, the connections. I, there's some people who are just like, I can't believe you even comment back. If there's 20 posts, if there's 20 comments on a post, I'm coming back, commenting back to every 20, unless for some crazy reason, I'm this one. But, you know, I implore anybody to go back through my posts and look on any platform and I comment back to everybody. I think too, again, what you're saying, what resonates with me is almost like, okay, we know how to be social in life. And then we, back in the day when we were tortured, I felt, and had to go to networking events at the local chambers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Somebody walked up to you and said, hi, how are you? And you said, good. And then never spoke back to them or cut it yeah. short. You know, that's what you're there for. You're there to network. And then really we all complain about social media, but oh my gosh, great. We don't have to get up and go to a networking breakfast. You know, how much better is this? Right. Mm -hmm. So then what you're saying is, oh, you know, that's the thing. We forget the social and social media. We're there to build relationships. We're there to, you know, have conversation. And so to your point is never mind the analytics, what everybody's measuring. If you're not building a community and how do you build a community by having conversation, then you're missing the boat. Yeah. Well, also, I mean, and I was just in a meeting, you know, I'll share this with you guys because this was actually a a company that hires me privately to consult with their company twice a week. And, um, I basically said to them, you know, I said, you guys, majority of you guys, because I watch all their content and I'm like, you guys are literally missing one of the biggest things. And one of the biggest ways to build your following because everybody in this entire zoom, you know, all 120 people, are sitting here saying the same thing. How do I get more followers? How do I get more followers? How do I get more followers? And I'm like, you haven't even monetized the 500 you have. So what do you need more followers for? Mm. Well, more attention, more attention for what? You can't even sell something to someone, the first 500 people you have. So this goes back to the Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross thing. You can't even close 500 people. So what are you going to do with a hundred thousand? Yeah. So let's, let's, and so I said to them, I said, let's remove the sales for a second, because in my opinion, if you've only got 500 followers, that's okay. If you've got a hundred, that's great. If you've got 45, that's great. Anybody, if you charged a hundred dollars to 45 people, you're making $4,500 a month. Not too shabby in my opinion, mm-hmm. but obviously that's a great place to start. But how could you for free grow that in a meaningful way and charge instead of a hundred dollars to 45 people, thousand dollars to 10 people and they really want you to win and they're okay with paying you that amount of money mm-hmm. and they were like i don't know and i said well instead of spending two hours or an hour or 10 minutes thinking about what you should post because now i've given you a way to and i'm going to sh- i'm going to share this with you but i've given you a way to figure out how con- for content to, p- to post Take that 10 minutes or 20 minutes and go and find people that you want to create relationships with and consistently on a daily basis, comment, engage on their posts and show that you care. 
And what will happen from that is that other person is going to then be willing to give to you because in reality, that's kind of what did you, you wanted to happen. So what happens when, you know, a person with a thousand followers says, Oh my God, go follow this guy, blah, 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 blah. I'm not going to get all thousand followers to follow me because not all thousand followers are going to, are going to go, Oh yeah, I engage with this guy, but I might get 10 or 20. See, I've done that so many times. That's what, that's, that's how I've been able to build the following that I have is because I'm willing to give back and be accessible as most people are not willing to give back and be accessible because they go, I don't have the time. I don't, it's a hundred percent. The time is there that no one wastes more time in this, in, in this world than us. We waste more time than anyone on the planet. We just say that we are, we're really busy and we don't have the time. Yeah. I think busy is always relative. Busy is until Absolutely something really good is. comes along. Like, oh, you I'm busy. Oh, kids. we were going to do that. Oh, you're going there with those tickets. I, yeah, I, got I mean, I run a company. I have four kids. Uh, you know, I mean, like, I mean, there's look, if anybody shouldn't have time, it should be me. And, and at the end of the day, like I have plenty of time to get as much done as I want to get done. But mm-hmm. that was through, again, things that people don't want to hear through really hard work, and through creating structures in my life to be able to give myself the time to be able to do what I want. And, you know, God, there's a lot of people that are like, you know, how did you do that? And I'm like, hard work and literally following through with what I said I was going to do. I said no to a lot of things. I said yes to things to be able to get to be able to say no to a lot of things. There's, there's, there's a lot that goes into it, but it, at the end of the day, I wanted all this when I was 20. Yeah. Most people that are 20 years old want that too, but they don't realize that you have to basically eat crap for 20 years. So when you're in your forties, you can do what you want. And so, uh, I was always in a big rush and I feel like a lot of people are nowadays too. I think people are in a big rush for the success and they really got to think of it more as like, um, like as a, like an aging actor. Like most, there's some really good actors that don't hit their mark until they're in their late 60s, early 70s. So think of it like that. You know, your time might not be at 20. You should be lucky that your time's not at 20 because you're going to change a lot in those 20 years. So, so be blessed that your time is in your 40s, 50s, and 60s, because imagine the knowledge that you'll have then to be able to share so much more valuable. I think too, again, it's almost like life lessons by this, I don't know, social media fireplace. I think another thing that I really noticed was, again, you're right. We, we get sucked into these things and we start chasing numbers because like, because you start, you know, you're there and you start comparing yourself to other people. So take a step back because it's really not, it's like life. I would rather, and I do have two close friends than, you know, 40 friend, people, you know, that aren't really friends. We all know that lesson from school. And yet we then drop the ball when we get onto social media and think, okay, it's a numbers game, but it's not. I think another thing that you do really well, and I've noticed is the tone, like, you know, I'm commenting on your stuff. And the first time you hit me back, you're like, you, it's like, I, I would still, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm embarrassed to say this out loud, but you know, I would be writing proper sentences or doing whatever. And you hit me back like, Hey, thanks pal. That's great. And it was like, we're mid conversation. Right. So I'm like, you know, you, you feel like you're in grade nine and this guy in grade 11 that everybody likes is popular. is like, we're friends now because you see how he talks to me. We're all in. Right. Yeah. And so you get some into this game that the psychologically is so rewarding for the for them you know for us 
but there is a tonality and a pace and a way you deliver that different than anybody else I've seen. You're like, oh man, like he's got me thinking like, oh, we're, we're best of friends. Yeah. So it really makes a difference. Well, you know, I watched my dad. I think I give a lot of that credit to my dad. My dad was, um, my dad was a coach. My dad's actually 80 years old this year, but my dad was a coach my entire life growing up. Um, coached baseball, coached soccer, coached basketball, just always coached, always involved, always, just always there. I mean, literally he put kids sports before his own work, his own job, everything else like that. And, um, I've watched how he had to be involved in certain kids' lives. Like literally there would be parents that like couldn't drive their kids Hmm. to, to play sports. And he's like, no problem. He's like, we'll take them you know, and, uh, just everything kids, some kids didn't have money to buy uniforms. And my dad would just be like, don't worry about it. We'll handle it. You know? And he'd feed the kids afterwards. Now, literally my dad has a, doesn't have a dime to his name nowadays, <laughs> but at the end of the day, cause I mean, he just didn't know how to manage money, but regardless of that, the kind of person he is was always the kind of person that I would always try to, to be because he was, he's so giving and, and, and it's all about you, never about him. And he's mm-hmm. always been like that. And to this day, 80 years old, this guy is still coaching baseball. I mean, literally was coaching baseball doubleheaders this entire weekend. Um, it keeps him young. But my point is, I would hear him consistently say, keep your chin up. Attitude is everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, thanks, pal. You got it, buddy. You know, stuff like that. It was just how he talked. And so it's just how I talk. And so that just kind of made sense as I went along. Like I was like, Oh, well then, you know, I'll just coach like him. I'll talk like him. And it's always worked out that way. And so I've always been like the dad who's like, I mean, obviously like I'm like this, you know, I guess it's like cool now for like older people to have tattoos or whatever it is. Like our generation made it cool. But in the reality, I was like, I was there way before everybody else, in my opinion. I was cool before it was cool to be cool. I I believe that. (laughs) But I remember what you're saying. And when you ask people from my high school, like what click or group did I hang out with? Well, I was an athlete and I, you know, did all these things, but I was cool with everybody mm. because I wasn't like a dick to anybody. So like the redneck guys I was cool with and uh, jocks I was cool with and the, you know, druggy kids I was cool with. And I was just cool with everyone. And because I was nice to everybody and like, <laughs> It's literally that easy. Um, but if you just show a little bit of care for someone else, it goes such a long way and it can lead to so many opportunities. And that's why I really truly believe like, man, if you just lead with a little bit of that, uh, you don't know what is to come. You don't know who's watching. You don't know who's listening. You don't know who that person is. So I've always done that. And um, it, it always worked. It always worked. And I mean, obviously it worked because it's the golden rule. Well, it got you here. I had to read. I'm like, I wonder what he'd be on my show. I think too, for me, as you know, with the nature of what we do, we're always, you know, having a business that supports your life instead of consuming it. And one of the lessons I learned in the early years of my business, which I often help my clients with is I call myself a recovering rushaholic. My answer was, I thought I could just outrun time and get so much done in a day. Rush, 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 right? And you're skimming over things. And yet, because the recovery part of my Russiaholic is still intact, I getting a deeper understanding as you talk, thinking, oh, okay, I know how to manage my day, my time, my team. 
But yet the Russiaholic in me, we can get seduced by the beasts of social media because each one is like a Vegas machine. They're working very hard, spending billions of dollars to get us drunk and have these flashing lights mean something to us. And so then you're right. We forget the basics of what we were taught in kindergarten, literally. I mean, that's what you're doing is you're just staying so powerfully true to the course and all those things that you do, I go, well, I do that in my personal life. And I do that with my family. I do these things here. But then you get in there like ding, 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 ding. And you're all lit up because you're chasing this social media tail beast kind of deal. And what you're saying is, no, slow down so you can speed up. And remember, you're dealing with real people. And again, these are simple lessons, but they're so profound when you are able to transfer them to different platforms the way you do. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we just over, we overthink, God, we overthink so much that it, it, we overthink ourselves into a paralysis yeah. of, of, um, or hysteria, I call it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, of, of like that we've got to get things done in this specific amount of time, whether it's success or, you know, I feel like I, this is the way that I equate it. I, 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 my parents would always have, my birthday's on Christmas Eve and my parents would always have a, a Christmas Eve party. And, you know, in the early stages of my life, I, I just, I just cannot figure things out. I can never figure out what I wanted to do with my life or whatever it was. And I just remember between the ages of like 15 to like 27 or whatever, like every Christmas Eve, it was different, right? They would always be like, what are you doing now? And I would, it would just be something different. And like, this is it, you know, like this is, this is what I'm, and so that's how I, like, I equate it. Like, for all those years, I was rushing towards the Christmas Eve party. So when I got asked, what was I doing now? I was able to go, I'm on a level of success. So you don't have to worry about me. Mm. Right. And I was always trying to prove to whoever was asking me that I was doing something and I was being successful. And um, I use that, that story as a way for me to slow things down because I don't even remember some of those parties now. Yeah. So I don't even remember those conversations. And were they really that important? If I don't remember them, probably not. And so did that person really care about my success? Probably not. But why did I worry? And why was I so concerned? Um, and I, that was one of those things that really helped me kind of figure out like, oh, you know, it needs to happen on my own time. Like I'll figure it out. Once I figure out this, then I'll figure out this. And let me just slow down for a second. And that progression happened. So again, when someone goes, how did you get that? How did you do that? I'm like, dude, I started doing the podcasts and the social media posting and all that kind of, I started doing that stuff like seven years ago, just in the last like year and a half, two years, did it really start going? Pew. So I was like, if you're okay with seven years of consistency with very little, very tiny little wins, but not you know, that's about it. If you're cool with that, then this is for you. If you can't wait seven years or eight years or 10 years or 15 years for it to pay off, then it's probably not for you. Right. And I have that conversation with everyone when we, when we're moving towards consulting or anything else, something like that. I'm like, is this a long play? Are you going to do this? Like every day without fail, no exceptions. And they're just like, yeah. And I'm like, there's a hint of doubt. There can't be any doubt. It has to be, it has to be a priority in your life. So 
to your point, and I, and I know that you probably want to get something out, but I need to get this out and off my chest to these to your to your listeners. You have to make yourself the number one priority in, in your life, period, and a report. I don't care if you're married, if you've got kids, you've been taught and been shoved into your face. Spouse comes first, kids comes first, this comes first, all this comes, dude, it doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. If you're not right, if it's not right here, if it's not right here, if you're not right, then it falls all downhill to all of them. And so I put a video out that, that was very conflicted with people. I said, I'm extremely selfish. It's all about me. Every morning I wake up, it is all about me, period. Because if I don't deliver, then nobody else gets anything either. I actually agree with you hundred percent. And what I call that, because I know we have a negative connotation to it. I call it mm self-focused because you know what, you can't be a role model. You can't deliver your best. Like I said earlier, you know, if you're running around in hysterical mode, then you're being impatient with people because you're just trying to get one more email out. That's not serving anybody. Right. So to me, it's like, well, to, to be your best, you have to show up and take care of yourself so that you can give your best to others. You know, when you're wearing yourself down, which is why I do the work I do is then you think for a minute that you're not being short with your kids or your family or the guy at the store because you're just exhausted. Right. So I'm all about that. I think it's uh, powerfully important. So, Oh my gosh, time flies with you, Todd. All right. Where should, I mean, people check him out, like pull over the car, look him up right now, (laughs) but (laughs) Todd Collins, where would you like for them to find more of your brilliance? I mean, you can, I mean, just type my name into any social media platform and literally I'll pop up. There's only one other Todd Collins that I believe has any sort of clout. And he was a quarterback for the Redskins like years ago. So I'm kind of screwed there, but yeah, just, uh, anywhere. And, you know, like Chris said, like I'm one of those people where if you DM me and especially if you say, you know, you heard this episode or whatever it is, um, you know, I'll respond back and try to help you in any way that I possibly can and, and, and go from there. And I do respond to DMs and I do respond to my, to my comments on my posts. So if there is something that is, you know, been affecting you or you want to learn something new, um, I welcome, I welcome you. And you do it so well, because like I said, I, I'm not a formal person, but when I reached out to you, I sent you a, a DM, I think it was a LinkedIn, it was audio. I'm like, listen, we've had some pretty big guests in the show. It might be worth your time and blah, blah, blah. I'm giving you the sales pitch. Do you see, maybe you'd see this as opportunity. You're like, of course, <laughs> again, again yeah. mid conversation, like, oh my gosh, he's my best friend. <laughs> so I was like, here we go. So just, yeah, I'm just like, make it simple. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but you made it simple, but ingratiating as well. So again, just so much we can learn from you and and just keeping consistent, keep it clear, keep it calm, just fabulous. So thank you. The biggest gift you can give anybody, Todd, is your time. So we totally appreciate yours and everyone else. We will see you in the next episode. Hey everyone, don't forget to hop on over to freegiftfromchris.com. That's free gift, G-I-F-T, from Chris, K-R-I-S.com. We are always putting goodies in there for you so that you can have a business that supports your life instead of consuming it.